0: Because we've got Matthew Boyd uh, waiting to have a chat to us as well, Fremantle assistant coach ahead of tonight's game. Matthew, thanks so much for your time.
1: Uh, great to join you guys.
0: Uh, it is going to be a big night, of course. The the Purple Hayes game is always a huge occasion, but it's a, a big opportunity for your club too, coming off the back of a big derby win to really sort of set the season up. If you can get a win over the Giants, yeah,
1: they're all good games, aren't they? Because um, yeah, there's no little ones, so we're yeah, we're obviously really really excited for tonight and. Um, hopefully we can you know, maintain some momentum that we we generated last week um, against the Eagles. So yeah, we're certainly not um, you know, not getting too carried away with it, with a win because we know what the Eagles have gone through in terms of injuries, but. It was, um, it was good to generate a bit of momentum and hopefully take it into
2: time. Matthew, with the head coach missing his second game in a row now, uh, Jamie Graham still uh, holding the reins. What's the shake-up been in uh, assistant coach land? Who's looking after which line? Who's uh, who's at to step up and, and who's doing the talking?
1: Yeah, we've all, we've all sort of just shuffled shuffled the deck chairs a little bit around. But um, you know, um, while, while there's, a I suppose, a physical presence in, in jail not being there... Um, yeah, we, we've been able to do a lot of our strategy stuff and match committee stuff online with Zoom meetings and whatnot. So, you know, throughout the week, it's been pretty pretty similar in terms of the roles that we've we've played. It's just um, uh, JJ obviously takes the reins on on game day and addresses the, the main group uh, in, the, in the pre-game. So um, Adam Reed has stepped into into Jamie's role um, during the during the game and. He you know, looks after the forwards and communicates to the to the, the players in the forward line. So we're all sort of just um, shifted around just a, just a little bit, but it's, it's been pretty much business as usual. Um, I think over you know, COVID we've we've learned a fair bit about what you can do remotely, and, um, and yeah, JL has been able to sit in on meetings and uh, remotely and all that sort of stuff. So it hasn't been. Too really big a disruption for us.
0: What about in the coach's box? Does he have the hotline or the bat phone just ready to go there and it just rings in the <laughs> corner or does he flick through a few emojis during the game and tell you what he wants to happen?
1: Yes, yeah, um, yeah, there's, there's the red bat phone there waiting for it waiting to, uh, <laughs> to be answered. That's for sure. If it starts ringing halfway through the first quarter. We know we're in a bit of strife but no, he, there's a lot of communication there um, with the with the box if he needs it. Um, but what, what he's He's given, you know, the coaches and, and everyone really a lot of autonomy to uh, to just fulfil their roles as as needed. So um, he has not Yeah, we we have a, a quick chat to him, and he's got a he's got a line through to through to Belly, so Belly uh, filters anything that needs to be said.
2: There'll be some uh, coaches and teams out there in AFL land, I reckon. Thinking, geez, I wish our coach had a bit of. We might mute if we need to. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> Maddie, uh, a couple of big ins: David Mundy, Sean Darcy. Uh, that'll really shore up the middle of your ground. What's it like bringing back well one the experience of Mundy and two the class of Sean Darcy? Yeah, they're, they're two pretty handy ins, um, and so
1: it'll. You know, we'll see how they they sort of come back. Obviously. Um, uh Shawnee's had a little bit of interruption in terms of game, games in, over the last couple of weeks. And so has Barrett. We're stuck in health and safety protocols for a couple of weeks. So we, we're going to have to see how those guys come back and manage a bit of game time. But um, clearly having some experience. I mean, you look at our midfield last week and they did a fantastic job given that we were so young through the midfield with you know Nathan O'Driscoll when he in his second game, Neil Erasmus in the first game in his first game. So to have someone a steady head like um like, like Dave come back into the team and provide us with a bit of stability is always you know is always really positive. So we will have to have this in manage a bit, bit of game time and whatnot, but um yeah, great great to have some cool heads in there.
0: How do you see the battle with the Giants midfield? Because they're pretty stacked with talent through there. Um, obviously, Steve Cornelio bounced back to a bit of form. Are you expecting Andrew Brayshaw to copper tag again? Because uh, Matt DeBoer's in the team. Lockie he ashes there as well.
1: Yeah, well, you saw the job that those, those guys did on, on Toot Miller last week um, for the Gold Coast. And you know, obviously, Toot, he's had a fantastic couple of years and they, they kept him pretty quiet. Uh, so... I'd imagine that there'd, there'd be some sort of attention um, with with uh, those guys, whether it's whether it's to Brayshaw or, or, or to Dave. Um, but Andy's you know clearly stepped up as an elite mid in the competition over the last couple of years, so teams are now looking to put some time and time and effort into into him. Um, but he, he's really matured in the last couple of years also, and he expects some attention, and and um, you know he's got some. Uh, some processes to go through to, to deal with that. So, yeah, we, we'd probably expect a little bit of, little bit of time into Andy or, or one of our mids, but um, you know, those guys are up for the challenge. And it's, it's a, you know, they're, they're a really good midfield. Clearly, you know, their contest is their is there one wood and uh, they've got talent in every line. So, going to be a good challenge for our boys. Uh, Maddie, talking about
2: uh, blokes maturing, I've, I've watched Blake Akers uh, both at Fremantle and his previous clubs in Kilda and, and thought he's always had a lot of talent but this year it really looks like he's starting to become a really consistent AFL player. He had 22 touches and goal last week in the Derby, 25 touches the week before that and I think being a solid contributor for you, is that something that you've seen as well? You're happy with his form and how he's going? Yeah, look, I, I
1: thought was, I've only been in the club for um, oh, this is my second year now, and I, I, I thought that it was the best game I've seen him play for the for the club last week. And it's not about it's not about the, the touches and you know 22 and 25 in, in consecutive weeks. It's not we don't judge his game on that. We judge his game on his ability to play his role and, and really embrace his role for the team. Um, and that's the that's the most pleasing aspect of, of Blake's form is his ability and willingness to to do that and to and to really. Um, you know, in or, yeah, embrace that role that he's got as that as that winger for us. So really pleased for him. He works really hard on his game. Um he's a he's a good leader on the field too because he um you know he's been around for a fair while and he's uh he sees the game pretty well. So, you know, the the leadership he shows on field to, to try and set him City's teammates have has been a, a real positive
0: as well. Well, great to have a chat to you, Matthew. Massive night for the club with the Starlight game tonight. We'll go through all the details of that with our listeners shortly. But uh, good luck tonight. Thanks for your time. No
1: worries, guys. Have a good
0: one. Matthew Boyd there, Fremantle Dockers assistant coach. And uh, that match bouncing down at 5.25 tonight. You can hear it right here on 882 6PR.